This is a download from Channel 4. To find out more, go to channel4radio.com. Previously on Lost. Two players, two sides. One is light, one is dark. Do you want to know a secret? What if everything that happened here happened for a reason? We can't live together. We're going to die alone. I thought I heard whispering. We're not the only people on this island, and we all know it. We have only three choices. Run, hide, or die. Do you think we're being punished? Every 108 minutes, the button must be pushed. Guys, where are we? Hello, I'm Ian Lee and this is UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. Once again, along with my team of dedicated Lost fans, we've entered into our hatch, this week's episode fresh in our minds, and we'll peel back the layers like highly skilled surgeons, or perhaps more accurately in the case of Tom, like savage rabid dogs. We also have a competition to win exclusive Lost prizes. We'll be taking a look at some of the current theories on offer and have a sneak preview of next week's episode. So whether you just quite like Lost or are hopelessly obsessed, welcome into our hatch and to UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. Today we have one gentleman and two ladies. Would you like to introduce yourselves, please? Hi, I'm Janine. Hello, Janine. Uh, the question this week is, if the lost characters turned on each other and had a massive fight, who would walk away the winner? I'd like to think Mr Echo with his Jesus stick. We have Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. The same question to you. Who would walk away the victor? Hmm, I think it might be Kate. She's very sneaky and resourceful. Wow, I'm surprised by that. Mm. And, oh, look, if I turn to my left, it's Tom. <laughs> Hello, Tom, if the Lost characters had a massive bundle, who do you think would win? Massive bundle? That doesn't imply attacking or fighting. Uh, I think a, a bundle is a fight. Well, a bundle is just a big pile of people. That's a pylon. A pylon. Okay, yeah. maybe you should make it a bit more clear. In a big fight, Mr. Eco would win hands down. Yes, I think he probably would. Anyway, uh, we've just watched episode 10, and to refresh your memories, here's a recap of what happened. Uh, this is the episode where we finally learn about the mysterious Mr. Echo's past. It opens in a Nigerian village when Echo is still a child. Nigerian militia push a gun into Echo's younger brother's hand and tell him to shoot a man. Echo grabs the gun and does it for him. What's your name, boy? What's your name, boy? Echo. Look at Mr. Echo. <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> a born killer. <laughs> they pull the cross from around Echo's neck, throw it to the ground, then take him away. We next see him some years later. He's a drug dealer and driving a hard bargain while buying heroin from some Moroccans. It is true what they say about you. And what is that? <laughs> you have no soul. Echo laughs briefly, then kills both men by slitting their throats, but lets the boy they have with them go free. He then goes to see his younger brother, Yemi, who's now become a priest. He wants to hide the heroin in Virgin Mary statues and use the church's relief planes to smuggle it out of the country and threatens to burn down the church if Yemi won't make him and his friends priests. Yemi reluctantly signs the papers. I guess we are both sinners now. Perhaps we are. But God will forgive me, Echo. 
In the final flashback scene, Yemi is trying to stop Echo from boarding the plane and is caught in crossfire when the military turn up. Echo's partner pulls Yemi's body onto the plane, pushes Echo off and flies away. Luckily, the military mistake Echo for a priest. Meanwhile, on the island, Echo finds out that Charlie has a statue of the Virgin Mary and demands to be shown where he found it. In the jungle, they find the skeleton body of a priest and when Charlie says he is lost, Mr Echo tells him to climb a tree. You climb it. What if I don't? You're going to beat me with your Jesus stick? I find it a little odd that your scripture stick has dried blood on it. Are you going to climb that tree? Or not. What kind of priest are you anyway? While Charlie is up the tree, there's an explosion and ominous monster sounds as the black smoke flies towards Echo, stopping just in front of him to stare him out. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. What the bloody hell did you do? I did nothing. Most people, when they see a creature made of swirling black smoke, they run. I was not afraid of it. They then go on to find the plane and the body of Echo's brother inside. Echo sets fire to it after giving Charlie one of the statues and then recites, The Lord is my shepherd. Elsewhere, Locke is teaching Michael how to shoot and Michael is talking to Walt again, we think, on the computer, but we don't see the whole conversation as it gets cut short when Jack comes in. And finally, Claire, having discovered the contents of the statues, is furious with Charlie and turfs him out of their makeshift house. The episode ends with Charlie hiding the Virgin Mary that Echo gave him in a stash of several others. This is UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. Uh, my name's Ian Lee. We have uh, Tom, Janine and Nikki with us. Mr Echo, it's his flashback. Janine, what do we think of him? I love Mr Echo. Um, I'm loving him more and more the more I'm getting to know him. Mm. I think he's the classic black and white, dark and light, good and bad combination. From his flashback, it would appear he's uh, evil. Yes, but... If you think about how he became evil, he became evil out of good, trying to stop his small brother from having to kill someone. Well, that's weird, isn't it? The the brother's being told to kill some old fella who we never find out who he is, and Echo steams in there and fires the gun without a second thought. Nicky, what what do you think that tells us about him? I think he's ready to jump into action, and I think he loves his brother beyond everything else. It it seems like they never speak about any other members of their family, so Mm. maybe they're kids on their own, and Yemi's all he's got. Uh, Tom, do you think there are some parallels with the militia taking Echo as a child and the others stealing the children? There's a a theme there, isn't there, of child stealing? Um, there is a theme, I'm not sure how related it is. I think the, the others is, you know, they're pretty much restricted to the island, and that militia was, it did look like an African militia that was on a recruitment drive, I suppose. Uh, interesting uh, turn of phrase. The first, not the first, but a significant flashback story that doesn't have any parents in it. There's, we were saying before that there's uh, quite often a the theme of not getting on with one's parents, and there's no parents in this. No, there isn't. But there is the link to family. I don't know how far you want to look into it. You know, the, I think they are the brothers. I want to look very far into it, Tom. Okay, the brothers. He doesn't really have a dominating parent figure, but he, Mr. Ike could be seen as maybe the domineering parent looking after his little brother. Or is, here we go, this will offend everybody and good, <laughs> is the domineering parent figure God? I was just going to say the dominating parent figure might be the priest, but, you know, priest is a representation of God on earth, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. I also wonder if there are some parallels there. I wonder if the reason that Charlie is very big in this episode is because there are parallels between Charlie and his brother and Echo and his brother. Mm. We'll we'll talk about that a bit later on, because there is the the, the brother theme there, which is quite good. Uh, Another character that's killed. A lot of these people are killers on the island. That seems a little bit... Yes. Suspicious. Is there any, anything in that? There is a very large proportion of killers were on that plane. Absolutely. I think it's interesting how um, when Echo's a bad guy and he's got the cornrows, mm. he kills without any sort of bother about it. And then as soon as he has become a priest, he goes silent for 40 days. I think he's a very complicated character, mm. Mr Echo. 
he is doing bad things, but, you know, for the greater good. He's removing drugs from his country that he seems to love. Oh, you don't oh, buy... No, oh, that's the excuse he gives his brother, Tom. He's well, like, I think it's a very good excuse. He's, he's not, I disagree, Tom. No, completely. You're he's saying, removing drugs from his country for the greater good of, you know... Then why is he giving them back to Charlie, who's already an addict? Because he's giving him back the choice. Whether, you know, he broke his statue. Maybe Charlie, he does believe Charlie in the fact that he's not a drug, you know, a drug user he anymore. He is surely removing the drugs to make money. That's all it's about. It's not to get the drugs out of Nigeria. But think of what Absolutely. he's doing to do it. He's, he's bought all these statues. He's slitting the throats of two men. Yeah, he's, but they're, they're drug dealers. You're allowed get, to do he's that. He's getting them out of the country in the only way he can because they're the only plane that's there. He has to become completely Why doesn't corrupt. he just flush them down the loo? Well, he can... Tom, why doesn't he just flush them down the loo, as Nicky said? Good can come out of this situation. He can buy all these statues. They can, you know, use all the vaccine to cure everyone. Or did that, oh. bit of, did that slit your mind? The money that he spent on the drugs... He could have paid for the the vaccine, but then he's getting but he the drugs. He didn't buy out. the drugs because he killed the man. He didn't have to pay. That is fine. They have two drug dealers, <laughs> <laughs> and he's removing a harmful substance from his country. Uh, Echoes Jesus stick, uh, as yes. you point out. It's, it's a brilliant phrase, the yes, Jesus stick. Uh, there's a lot of carving on that. Did anyone make out what it was he was carving? Revelation was on there. Hate, I think, was on there. Corinthians, I saw again. I'm not I've too got... hot on my Bible. He said there were things that he should remember. The way that he needs to remember. Yes. Was, was it just biblical uh, passages on I mean, there, or was there anything else? There were sort of highlight points from biblical passages, weren't they? Mm. Like just greatest words. hits of the Bible. Greatest what? Greatest hits of the hits Bible. Of the Bible. Yeah. Apparently, the, the stuff according to the writers, it's significant. The stuff that's on there. I've never actually looked into the Bible, and maybe you should looked up the uh, pa- the passages that on his be, stick. Yeah. Do you know? I did read that the the idea of putting those carvings on his stick was actually the actor's idea and not the producer's idea of Lost. So people have been saying maybe there's less relevance to this and it doesn't fit into the Well, entire... I saw an interview with the actor on, on T4. And he... What's his name, Tom? I don't know, but he's I from England. I was just wondering if you could pronounce it. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, do you know what? Yes, I was uh, wondering how exactly it was pronounced. Uh, he recites uh, the 23rd Psalm, uh, The Lord is My Shepherd. 23, of course, is... One of the numbers. One of the numbers. Well done. The psalm mentions a rod and a staff providing comfort. So again, that's another reference to the Jesus stick. Uh, again, religious themes coming up in Lost. Is it is it all going a bit a bit Christian on us? This is a particularly religiously significant episode, I think, with all the kind of echo the priest the virgin mary the the 23rd psalm the Aaron, jesus stick uh, the, the, the Aaron, baby. that whole story mm. about yeah. moses yeah. i liked um, the bit um in it where he says to the brother in in the religious world good and evil are very far apart but that's not reality mm. i thought that was quite an interesting religious reference mm. yeah and also really appropriate uh the drug plane the drug plane. How did it get from Nigeria to wherever it is? The South Pacific, we assume. We don't know 100%. Well, I'm going to guess that it flew, but also maybe... Oh, he's, he's asking for Sorry. trouble, isn't he? Did we know where it was originally intended to be going? I don't we, think they mentioned that. They never know. They? they never tell you which country it's going to be flown to. Well, obviously Fiji, because they have a high heroin use there. Yeah, but obviously the same thing that happened to the plane happened to... Uh, I mean, the, the, the big, uh, you know, where one crashed happened to the same plane. Although um, they were said to have crashed four or five years prior. I remember yeah. in season one. If I found uh, and uh, my sister dead, five years decomposed, I wouldn't be so quick to clutch her to my breast, however much I love her. That was a 
It made me a little bit uncomfortable, that bit, when he's, he's clutching yeah, his brother. I, oh, I can understand mm. that, oh, though. I don't know. Yeah, I, it was quite some badly decomposed body. You're on an island. You've just discovered your brother that you've never, you know, or your sister, yeah. that you haven't seen for the last ten years. Yeah. And, you know, all the, the thoughts that have been going through your head, you know, what's happened, is she okay? And it's finally cumulated in this big scene, and, mm. you know, you give her a hug. I'm with you, Ian. I'd, yeah. I'd stand over and weep, but... I would weep? Oh, God, no. I would cry. Oh. Definitely. Uh, it's a bit of a coincidence, though, the plane is on the... Is it a coincidence? There we go. Is it fate? Okay, well, listen, we'll talk more about it in a second. Uh, it's it's competition time, gang. Uh, and three people can win a T-shirt and other lost goodies. One of those will go into the draw for the big bunker of lost prizes, some of which will be signed by the cast. Wow. Uh, the question this week is, what does Michael use for target practice in this week's episode? Is it A, a jar of mustard, B, a jar of ketchup, or C, a jar of ranch dressing? Call 09011-111-080, leaving your answer, your name and your daytime telephone number. Calls cost 25 pence a minute. Or you can text LOST, then your answer to 83188, and it's 25 pence a text. We get a really good look at the smoke this week. That's quite exciting. Brilliant. I've always wanted to see the smoke. Do You can do the noise of the smoke, can't you? It's terrifying, isn't it? <laughs> what, what is the smoke, do we think? Any ideas? You, you, it's making a mechanical noise, isn't it? I haven't a clue. It, it baffles me, this one. Is it to do with the electromagnetic properties of the bunker holes? Is it, or? Is it, is it Series 1 or Series 2? Oh, I can never remember. And I'm saying series as opposed to season because I'm, I, I'm English. One of them gets grabbed by the smoke and it drags them away. Isn't it Locke? It's no, Locke, Locke, is it? Yeah. No, he, he doesn't obviously come to any, oh, any downfall. He says that he's seen into the heart of the island. Hmm. So I, it's I'm wondering if it's some kind of mental manifestation of... But know, the trees flying everywhere. And and should, it's obviously got some physical it. presence, yeah. hasn't it? The fact that it can grab people and it can make it can affect its surroundings. And look at what it did to the pilot there in the go, first the, episode. The like, it skinned him alive. And I'm wondering if it comes back to this whole Goodwin are you good or are you bad type thing. So maybe it stares you in the face and if you're good, if you're in, you will not come to any well, harm. Both Locke and Mr Echo have said that they don't fear it or they weren't scared. Maybe, maybe it's if you're not scared of death or something. Because, yeah, you know, they've all like kind of looked mortality yeah. in the face, sort of. OK, Gold Star on uh, Offer It. Who so- spotted the images that you see in the smoke? Me. What, what did you spot? There were several images in there. Um, there was one of Jesus. There was one of Echo as a young boy, I believe, um, and one of his brother. What else have you got, Tom? Well, you'll find that they're all from his flashback. There's a picture of the uh, Virgin Mary statue. There's a picture of... I think there's a picture of him as a kid shooting the... Uh, the man. The man right at the beginning. It's one of him on the beach, isn't there, when he saves all the people when they first crash. And e- Echo's, rea- Echo's reaction when he's looking into the smoke is the same as Locke's. It's kind of this steely, staring it out almost kind of thing. Determination, yeah. Which or, I, I guess it implies that... or heightens that connection between Echo and Locke that we've mentioned on previous editions of UK Lost. Why doesn't it harm Echo? Because he's good. And because he's not scared of it. Does it actually harm people, apart from the pilot? Well, apart from the pilot, it, killed, it pulled a man out and killed him. And blowing up trees. And but do we know that it was the smoke that did it? I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here. We've just discussed that it's a physical manifestation, manifestation that, that can pull people and drag them down holes. All right, all right. I was just trying to add a different point of view there. But it's a nonsensical point of view, Tom. Then I retract that statement. Please do. Thank you. But how does the smoke know about Echo? How does it have the... Like, does it, does it download people's memories and... 
Does the smoke know about Echo, or does he project into the smoke? I think it's a projection thing. It's a psychological mirror of your, you know, maybe your, your worst fears or bad things that have happened to you in the past. So is it like when you die and your life flashes before your eyes? Absolutely. Uh, Michael and Walt feature in this. Or, well, Michael does definitely. Walt does possibly. Do we think it's Walt on the computer? I I'd think. say no. If I had to make a Julie, tell, tell us, okay, why do you think no? Only because it would seem too straightforward, and what we've learned from Lost is that nothing's ever as straightforward as you think it might be, mm. and that, that would just seem too easy, quite frankly. And we all know that Instant Messenger wasn't really around in the days that that computer was built. Well, I, I think it's, you know, I don't want to use the word magic, but I think it's a magic computer that kind of... Do you know what I mean? I've not explained that very well at all. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> Thanks, good, well, we'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> Before I embarrass myself any further, Tom... Is it, is it Walt on the computer? I'm going to say no. Yeah. I think it's... Someone wants Michael for some reason. Someone wants him to, you know, leg it off with a gun. It would seem a bit odd, wouldn't it, that uh, it, it, Walt would be able to access a computer because he says he can't... You know, yeah. they're coming, they'll take me away soon. At exactly the same time that Michael... It's like someone's watching him in the bunker. Like, watching Michael walk into him, know it's him, switch a little switch mm. on this whatever computer these guys are using. Go, right, you know... Michael. So you're saying that they could possibly be being watched yeah. by other people. Well, That's how else? interesting, because no one else has got how the messages you, from, yeah. Yeah. from Walt, How else they? can you explain mm. that, they, that, that they type on the computer exactly when he's and in the, the room? Right, at the right time, yeah. yeah. And also, is it somebody or something motivated to make them do something that isn't type the numbers in? Because we know from the Dharma video that if you do, mm. do the computer for something else apart from the numbers, then it's a bad thing. True. There'll be an incident. But we don't know, do we, that by not pressing the button... Something bad is going to happen. We don't, we don't know that. No, we don't know that. It could all be some kind of trick. But we do know that they don't want you to use the computer for something that isn't typing the numbers. Man, right. don't you just want them not to press the button? Just to see what happens. Absolutely. I, live the, I, I think that every day. <laughs> every day in. <laughs> I believe you, Tom. <laughs> I, I believe him as well. Uh, now, we mentioned earlier on the parallel between Charlie and Echo in that their stories both have a kind of religious background. Charlie says he was an altar boy. And it's, uh, it's about their brothers. And their brothers are in some way to blame for the situation that they're in now. Charlie's brother, he blames for him becoming a heroin addict, and Echo's brother, well, it's because of him, he's on the island. I think that's kind of why they grow, you know, replace each other and... You know, the, the episode was about them because they both have really similar backstories. Well, Charlie and Echo, they didn't grow close together today. They, they, there's a little no. bit of tension there. Charlie couldn't seem to give us stuff about Echo. But then again, it's like with every Lost episode that they had the little moment at the end where Mr. Echo gives them back his statue and kind of apologises for breaking it mm. and thought that maybe it was just for religious purposes. No, no, he doesn't he believe it. She dubbed him he, in with Claire. He, he gave it to him as a, a challenge, a personal challenge, and I think that's maybe where Echo's quite good at. He's being like a teacher. He's giving that back to Charlie because it's for his own benefit that he has it, but it doesn't use it, leading him into temptation kind of thing to mm. quote No, I, I, I think that makes sense. Another parallel with Locke. You know, Locke did exactly the same yeah. thing. Okay, coming up in a couple of weeks on UK Lost, Damon Lindelof, one of the brains behind Lost, will be joining us. Uh, you can submit your questions to him at UKLost at channel4.com. Coming up on this week's UK Lost, find out how you can be joining us down the hatch next week. Your Lost Theories, Geek of the Week, and a teasing preview of episode 11. Since the dawn of time, man has been curious, imagining all that is possible. The Hanzo Foundation, reaching out to a better tomorrow. Discover the experience for yourself. Go to thehanzofoundation.org.
I'm Ian Lee, this is UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio, and now, with your help, we'll try to solve the mystery of the island. We've been inviting you to submit your theories and have been studying them closely for answers. So far, we've only discovered that there are a lot of mental people out there, but maybe today will be different. We'll be awarding each theory a mark out of ten, and they'll then be added to the leaderboard at channel4.com forward slash lost. So here is theory number one, the cloning theory by Fiona the Student. I think it's all to do with genetic engineering and cloning. How else could a polar bear live on a tropical island if it hadn't been genetically modified? The Hanso Foundation was trying to create a superhuman and found and set up the island as a huge laboratory for this. The others are actually highly intelligent scientists employed by Hanso but were for some reason abandoned, possibly because of something that went very wrong with the experiments. The plane crashing was an accident but the others saw their chance to continue with their work and have been selecting suitable candidates. Maybe Claire is now a clone and the real Claire lives with the others now. Well, it, it's quite good up until the, the, pl- the crash being an accident, I think. There's threads of genius, you know, kind of... T- give me the genius, Tom. Genius. Where's the genius? Twisted in with the guff, there's... Um, <laughs> what genius have you spotted in this? I like this? The, the abandoned scientists. I like mm. that, how the experiment's gone wrong and they've been left on the island. Mm. And, you know, they're grabbing people to maybe bolster their ranks. But I wouldn't say they're replacing them with clones, though. Bit too much effort. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think Nikki? the cloning bit, maybe. A genetically modified polar bear as well. I like that bit. You're gonna genet- that was the genius for me. Oh, really? Mm. If you're going to test on animals, if why gonna, would you yeah. test on a polar bear? If you're going to genetically modify something, you might as well do something good. And maybe Claire is now a clone in the real Claire lives with the <laughs> no, others. Well, that's, that's, that's where it falls over. That's I think, ridiculous, for me. isn't it? I think there might be something in the cloning theory. No, I think it's guff, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, we'll give that marks out of ten at the end. Let's go on to theory two. It's the Philadelphia Experiment by Monty. Oh, wow, here we go. To understand this theory, you'll need to know about the Philadelphia Experiment. Very briefly, it is rumoured to have taken place in 1943. The US Army were experimenting with powerful electromagnets to make a ship invisible to the enemy by reflecting radar. But it went wrong and the ship actually became invisible as it was jumping about space and time. Perhaps this same experiment was performed on an island in the South Pacific and it too is invisible and jumping around space and time. It explains why the plane survivors have not been rescued, how a plane travelling from Nigeria could have crashed there and also the Black Rock ship. I like... Uh, That's my favourite so far. (laughs) I like like the science in that theory. It makes a lot of sense. But apparently it's based on a true story, that that actually happened. But I don't know exactly how this ties into loss. I don't see... They were just saying that the, the, the I think I believe what they're the saying island, is that yeah. the island is, is the same. It's nothing to do with the ship. They're just using the ship idea. Right. I think they're saying the island's invisible. The island is electromagnetic. The, and the electromagnetic, yeah. Well, well, maybe this electromagnetic whatever doodars going on in the bunker is keeping mm. the island invisible from the outside world. Uh, anyway, theory three. The oxygen mask by long lashes. A scientist had been living as a hermit in the Australian outback while he or she carried out highly illegal experiments on gases. <laughs> <laughs> What, what experiments <laughs> could be illegal? <laughs> highly gases. illegal. Well, highly illegal. It's not just illegal. <laughs> They're highly illegal. Uh, they were then carrying some of these cylinders in their hand luggage from Sydney to LA. <laughs> oh, when the, drugs in the air when again. The, <laughs> when the plane started to shudder, the scientists saw their chance to test the gas on humans. <laughs> and quickly swapped it with the oxygen supplies 
It is drugs on planes. So when the oxygen masks fell down, the passengers would inhale it. The plane never crashed. It was just a bit of turbulence. And the characters (laughs) are all having intense hallucinations. Who wants to go first at this one and rip it to shreds? I think it's brilliant. I've never laughed so much in my whole life. You should make that into a comedy sitcom or maybe a comedy film. Obviously, absolute nonsense. Obviously. I like the the way that they sort of considered that during a very turbulent flight, they would be able to get up and find the oxygen cylinders change them over yes. get back in their seat seatbelt on before the stewardess came all the while wearing time. very suspicious scientist yes. outfits Lab coats. another damn flaw in this theory is that how would you get the big gas canisters through customs they do have metal detectors mm. and other devices well to, uh, okay well let's start uh, theory one the cloning theory by Fiona the student marks out of ten please plausible but slightly boring mm, I'm, I think it's an eight for me mm. oh wow an eight mm. Nicky's giving it an eight Janine no I'm thinking about six-ish four Oh, mate, you've brought that right down. I know, on purpose. Well, I'm going to give it a nine, mm. which makes the average about seven. A nine? You just did that on purpose, didn't you? Yeah, I did do that on purpose. Uh, and also, I think I do think there's, there's a cloning thing is going to appear at some point, and you'll be laughing on the other side of your face. We'll see. Or maybe your clone will. <laughs> uh, three, two, the Philadelphia Experiment. Uh, Mark's out of ten. Tom? Ten. Is uh, sailing close to the wind today, Janine, what do you reckon? I think about eight for me. Nikki? I'm sitting on eight again. I'm going to say uh, six, which gives it an average of eight. (laughs) (laughs) I I really like that. I think that's going to come into play. All right, I'm going to mark it up as a nine then. Go on, it's got a nine. Uh, And oh, (laughs) we have to give it a score. The oxygen mask theory by long lashes. Be be honest, come on, it's a zero. Two. A two? Where did you get the two from? Is that from the highly illegal experiments? It made us laugh. I like things that make you laugh. Yes, well, you know, go and see Jimmy Carr then. <laughs> no, hang on. No, I mean, M- I like maybe not. That make you laugh. <laughs> there we go. Um, uh, uh, Nikki? Yeah, it's a one for me. Great big zero. Yeah, I'm going to give it a zero. It equals out at kind of a one. Okay, well, let's quickly go through the scores. Uh, the cloning theory by Fiona the student gets seven. The oxygen mask by long lashes gets one. And the Philadelphia experiment by Monty gets a one. Whopping nine points. Well done. Absolutely. Good stuff there. Uh, Well, now, this is an exciting moment because this is where I get to uh, advance my ultimate theory on Lost, having seen episode 10 and the extra information that it gives us. And my theory goes something like this. I still believe that uh, Walt is connected to a brain computer. No, a magic brain (laughs) computer. Uh, He has electrodes probing his body, uh, and his thoughts control many things that happen on the island. However, the smoke is working independently of Walt. Walt is good. The smoke is evil. The smoke and Walt are are, are fighting each other psychically uh, in some kind (laughs) of... Uh, psychic battle, good versus evil. Mr. Spock style. So, Janine, you're going with that? I'm, I'm getting closer. I don't like the magic brain computer bit. Surely if he's okay. attached to a magic brain oh. computer, some smoke wouldn't cause him that much trouble. It's, it's I'm wondering if it's highly illegal. Probably. Hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this and you've got a theory that you'd love to share with us, then you can email it to UKLost at channel4.com. You are listening to UK Lost from Channel 4 Radio. My name's Ian Lee. I'm joined by Tom, Nikki and Janine. We've just watched episode 10. And each week I ask my panellists to really pay close attention to detail in every episode. For them, watching Lost without a magnifying glass and slow motion replay facilities is like having a head with no eyes. So I ask them to bring their little geeky tidbits to the table and then whoever has impressed me the most has the honour of being Geek of the Week. Uh, Nikki, we'll start with you. What geeky little bit did you spot in this week's episode, episode 10? 
Okay, in one scene of this episode, Charlie and Jin are fishing. Mm. Charlie's singing a kink song. Yes. The title of the song he's singing is He's Evil, and it's about deception and possibly an analogy for heroin. And it mm. contains the phrase expensive clothes, which is also in You All Everybody. I'm confused by this kink song. I want to know what album it's from. I bet it's from one of the rubbish 70s albums. Okay, that's, that's in. Well, it's not that interesting, actually. It's a little bit. Bit average, yeah. I'd say. <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought I was coming in strong with that one, actually. Okay, well, fine, Janine, then let's hear yours. Okay, game on. Um, <laughs> mine's, again, about my favourite thing in this episode, the Jesus stick. Yes. Um, and one of the words on the stick is hateth. Hateth. Um, Yes, and if you know your Bible, you would know that that might relate to John chapter 15, where it says, He that hateth me hateth my father also. And if you really know your Bible, you would know that that's the 23rd line of the passage. And sorry, the, the, the point of that <laughs> is... 23. That's one of the numbers, yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, Tom, it looks like uh, you're going to win. Okay, well, um, got a bit of a, a, a spelling mistake for you. One of the props guys must have made a mistake this week. Um, because when Michael is being taught how to shoot, he's um, shooting at the um, bottle of ranch sauce. And uh, Dharma, the word Dharma, is spelt incorrectly on the label. It is, in fact, Dharama. Dharama? Dharama? Was that worthy of going last? Dear, dear, dear. But just the I word. I think it's the kinks. What about Dharama? It's the kinks. I like it. I like that word, Dharama, though. Dharama is a good word. It is a good word. Uh, well, well done, Sounds Tom. Like an Thank you. Band. No, I've got to say, Tom, excellent stuff. Uh, for the third week running, you're not Geek of the Week because oh that was awful. <laughs> oh, but, you oh. can't just point out spelling mistakes and expect that to make you a, a, a geek. <laughs> there were about those two av- average attempts. It was, oh. I'm going to say, Nikki, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Kinks uh, yes! line. That, just because of the the line that's in "You All Everybody" and and the Kinks song wins it for me. So you are the Geek of the Week. Well done. I am absolutely chuffed. Uh, if you think you could do better and you're listening to this and you'd like to join us down the hatch next week, please get in touch by emailing me now at UKLost at channel4.com. Do it now. Okay, so in this week's episode of Lost, let's have a quick summary of what we've seen. It's Mr. Echo's backstory. We finally find out a lot about him, which is. Uh, uh, is he? Do we like Mr. Echo? Do we think he's good? Do we think he's bad? Always liked him. I, I like him. I think he's got a lot of depth. Yeah. And I'm not a massive fan. Not a massive. Oh. The, th- no. the one thing that puts me off, and I know he's your hero, Tom, he is. is his silly beard. That he can't. Beard the side. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I don't like? His ripped. Sure. Okay, coming up shortly, get a sneaky peek at next week's episode of Lost. Uh, but let me quickly remind you of this week's UK Lost competition. Three people can win a Lost t-shirt and other goodies, plus one of those will go into the draw for the big bunker of Lost prizes, some signed by the cast. Uh, the question this week is, what does Michael use for target practice in this episode? Is it A, a jar of mustard, B, a jar of ketchup, or C, a jar of ranch dressing? Call 09011 080 leaving your answer, your name, and your daytime telephone number. Calls Cost 25 pence a minute, or you can text LOST, then your answer to 83188. 25 pence a text. That's nearly it for this week, but we won't leave without a hint of what to expect from episode 11. In this clip, Saeed and Hurley are talking. Where's Jack and Block? Oh, they went after Michael. Michael? Yeah, he's run after Walt again. Everyone's gone to bring him back? Of course, everyone. Everyone? Jack, Sawyer, Locke. Oh, and Kate. Oh, dear, Michael. I'm not 
quite sure that being able to hit a huge jar from about five metres away is enough to equip you for the others. But we'll find out next week, and I'll be back with my panellists for more discussion, theories and chances to win the big bunker of prizes. You can watch the next episode of Lost Tuesday on Channel 4 at 10pm, then straight after on E4, and debate all things Lost at the forum on channel4.com forward slash lost. Thanks to my panellists, Tom, Nikki and Janine. Thanks very much for coming in. Thank you. I'm Ian Lee, and remember... The button is bad. download from Channel 4. To find more downloads like this, go to channel4radio.com.